Good morning. It's good to see all your faces today. I'm excited to be with you all, to open God's word, to grow, and to have a better understanding of our creator. Uh, God has been so good to us by giving us his son, Jesus Christ, and keeping us for those who know him. And for those who don't know him, he has given his son to them as well, that they may receive eternal life in the name of Jesus. Uh, today we're going to focus on the book of Galatians, uh, Galatians chapter 2. And before we start, I want to ask God's blessing to open our eyes, to open our hearts, to open our minds, to move all distractions so we may see his word for what it is and what it wants to accomplish, or rather what God wants it to accomplish. So let us pray as we go into God's word this morning. Lord God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all that you do. We thank you for giving us your son, Jesus Christ. Without you, Lord God, we would not exist. Your word declares that you created the earth. You created all things. You created us, Father. And we thank you for the opportunity to be alive, to know you personally, and have the opportunity for those who don't know you to know you personally. So I pray that you be with us, be with me, Lord, let your words come out to touch your hearts of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. So before I begin in our teaching time this morning, I must say I'm so amazed by God's word. I love God's word when you study it and learn it. There's so many nuggets in it. And as we know, the gospel of Jesus Christ is under attack. It's been since the days of Paul, right? when the early church was formed, and it is now. And today, we're going to focus on how to be as Paul was, to defend the gospel of Jesus Christ. As the gospel is attacked, there's two things that happen. Salvation. The salvation of men can be stopped. Uh, number two, sanctification. So we have to take in our lesson this morning and look at the example of Apostle Paul of how we are to defend the gospel so that those who are not saved will receive the Lord Jesus Christ, that the gospel message will not be stopped, that it may not be blocked. And also, the gospel of Jesus Christ, for those who know him, it is salvation unto you, not only for eternity, but each and every day. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ that saves us from our sin, that we confess our sins because of what Christ has done, and that he can make us clean. If that message is blocked, if the word is under attack, and God's people 
are not bold like Paul was, sanctification can't happen. When people come into God's house, they need to hear God's what? Word. The truth of God's word is what transforms lives. And if the word does not go forward, the chains cannot be broken. Deliverance cannot happen. Redemption cannot happen. And Apostle Paul really understood this. Now, for you that have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and you've had that conversion, you know how powerful the Word of God is. You know the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Bible says once you receive the Holy Ghost, you shall receive what? Power. What's that power for? To go be witnesses. Apostle Paul was a witness of the Lord Jesus Christ in the early church as he went about his missionary journey to preach the gospel. See, today people still need to hear the gospel. God forbid any of God's people hinders the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because if, we hinder, if the church is hindering the gospel, what is the purpose of the church? Why are we showing up? Why are we living? It is all about the gospel, God redeeming man to himself. Right? It is very, very important. And we're going to see Apostle Paul. He was bold. Apostle Paul was bold before he became a Christian. And we're going to see how God used that, his personality, his boldness, his toughness, to use it for his glory. So all of you in here that are saved, see, there's something about you that God wants to use, just like he used Apostle Paul to preach the gospel. The question is, is will you hinder the gospel or will you go forth and preach the gospel? Without the gospel, I would not be here. It's personal. I know the power to break the yoke of what? Sin. See, some of us, if we were still in our sin, we, not, we might not be alive. You might not be here. Because our sin can lead to death. Spiritual death, also physical death. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in what? Christ Jesus. See, God's business is about eternal life. And so we're down here meeting as Radius Church so we can get the gospel out to people. Right? We got to get the gospel out. We have to love people. We have to look beyond their sins and preach the gospel. Because without the gospel, people can't live for God. You shouldn't even expect them to live for God. Because it's the power of the cross. When he sent his son to die, and then when he ascended, he sent his spirit to live for him. It is through the power of his spirit. And so we're going to look at that today. Let's begin... With Galatians chapter 11, 
I'm going to read through all the verses, and then we're going to take our time and go through every single verse. I want us to really pay attention to all the different people in this verse. And we want to check ourselves to see who we are in this verse. Who are you in this verse this morning? But when Cephas came to Antioch, in that scripture, that's Peter, came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned for before certain men came from James, he was eating with the Gentiles. But when they came, he drew back and separated himself, fearing the circumcision party. And the rest of the Jews acted hypocritically along with him. So that even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. But when I saw their conduct was not in step with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas before them all, if you, though a Jew, live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you force the Gentiles to live like Jews? So let's look at Peter. Peter is an interesting character. This is the Peter that denied Jesus three times. Sometimes Peter was bold. Sometimes Peter was very fearful. This is the Peter that preached at Pentecost and 3,000 were saved. He preached the gospel at Pentecost and 3,000 were saved. Now let's move on to Antioch. This is important to know here. So Antioch is one of the churches that was in Galatia, the Galatia region. And Apostle Paul and Barnabas helped start that church. They were out once Paul was converted to Christianity, when he went through conversion and became a child of God, he was out in Galatia building God's house. How was he doing it? He was preaching the gospel. And I'm sure he was testifying to what God had did for him firsthand, his conversion, giving his story. So he was out, him, Paul and Barnabas, building God's house. And Antiochus known as the first Christian church is where they first start the first Christians. That's where the name came from out of Antioch, where the Christians were first called Christians. This is also known as Paul's first missionary journey. And it started at Antioch, and then it went on from there. And Paul's primary purpose for his journey was to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. That was his main purpose. I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. Now, why is Paul opposing Peter? Why is he coming to have this conversation? With Peter. 
verse 12. For, for before certain men came from James, he was eating with the Gentiles, but when they came, he drew back and separated himself, fearing the circumcision party. So one thing I want to mention before I get into that, let's go to Acts 22, verses 3 and 4. I want to give a little bit more background of why Paul is the man to do the job, to oppose Peter. Let's look at this. He said, I am indeed a Jewish man born of Tarsus, of Sicilia. Did I pronounce that right? <laughs> but reared in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, reared accurately in the paternal law, being a zealot of God, as ye are today, no, as ye all are today. And I persecuted this way as far as death, binding and delivering into prison both men and women. So Apostle Paul didn't have any issues with opposing Peter, going to have a conversation about what's happening in Antioch. Paul was bold. He went and got people and persecuted people. Paul was not a scary guy. Paul was actually to be feared. A lot of Christians back, they were scared of him. And so we see God is using Paul's uniqueness Paul understands all of the law, and God's using him to go and have this conversation with Peter. So, back to verse 12. For before certain men came from James, he was eating with Gentiles, but when they came, he drew back and separated himself Fearing the circumcision party. So it is known that this group is the Judaizers, those who are keeping the law. So Paul is having a meal, hanging out with the Gentiles, and then when they show up, he draws back. See, there was a law that Gentiles did, that Jewish people should not mingle. We're Gentiles. Now, we know Peter had received a vision back in Acts that he had supposed to not call anything unclean that God has made clean. And so God had showed Peter he was going to save all people through the work of Jesus Christ, not by the law, not by what you can do for yourself. Not through circumcision, not through all of these things. Because these rituals and these things cannot please God. Those rituals cannot live for God. It's just what? A ritual. It is something that God is showing that he's going to do. It's a foreshadowing. The circumcision wasn't foreshadowing of what God would do to make us clean in our heart. The circumcision of the heart, not of the flesh. Yes. 
So we see Peter stood condemned. He knew he was in trouble with Paul. Now, Paul is addressing Peter because him and Barnabas had did a lot of work preaching the gospel. And the church at this point was in its infancy stage. So Paul had to make sure that the work of Christ would not be undone by false teachers. By people coming in and scattering his people, scattering God's people. Apostle Paul knows what's at stake. He knows the power of the gospel. So he has to go back and make sure that the gospel will stay in line with what God was giving his people, that it was move forward the church. So when you think of an infant, a baby, when they begin to walk, do you let them walk on their own? You don't let them walk on your own, right? I mean, their own. No, you help what? Guide, right? From what? Hurting themselves from, from any trouble, right? And so you're guiding, you're there. And I, see, I can see Paul was the same way. He knew that the church was in a baby stage. So he had to make sure that he was there along the way to guide, to make sure they had the gospel, right? Because this gospel message needs to go out to the world, right? It needs to go out to the world. And he had to make sure they understand it's not about what you do. It is not about the law. It is about the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to have you ask yourself a question. In this passage, do you see yourself as Paul, bold, preaching the word of God, preaching the gospel? Or will we be like Peter and be fearful of those who are trying to teach tradition? Now, in today's world, there is, as I said before, a fight against the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in order to be in line with the gospel, we cannot allow our flesh, the world, or Satan to dictate what the gospel of Jesus Christ is. And what is the way to eternal life? In today's world, we know people have friends, loved ones that you may not want to correct when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ. People disagree with us in the workplace, our family, friends. They disagree. So when they disagree with the gospel of Jesus Christ, will I be Peter? And, oh, being a people pleaser? 
being fearful? Or will I be Apostle Paul? Will I be bold? See, Paul was not scared. He was not worried. Let's go to Acts 20, verse 24. But I make nothing of the matter, nor do I hold my life precious to myself, so as to fully complete my course with joy and the ministry that I've received from the Lord. Jesus to solely testify the good news of the grace of God. Paul was intent was to focus intently on the gospel and to testify of the grace of God. He was not worried about his life. He was worried about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Verse 13. And the rest of the Jews acted hypocritically among, I mean, excuse me, along with him, so that even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. Even Paul's right-hand man in the ministry started to shrink away because of fear. How is that, how is that possible? These guys have some serious fear going on. But Paul, he's bold. Now I want to encourage you and myself we are not to be like these Jews. If there is somebody that's in a, a preaching position that is getting weak on the gospel and floundering, we shouldn't follow them. We should not follow them. We are supposed to follow the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the awesome thing that we have is God's word to remind us of these things. We can see this and have an understanding of the gospel. We can see the flaws of Peter and Barnabas and not repeat the same thing. That's the great thing about God's word. It's instructional. It shows us what to do, right, how to respond. Because there may come a time where you want to shrink away from the gospel. Because somebody you love, and you, and you might get a little shaky about sharing the true gospel with them. John 14, 6 says there's only one way. There's only one way. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father but through me. Right? Very exclusive. There's only one way. There's not all these other ways. It's not about how many times I go to church. It's not about how holy I can be with my own effort. It's not about Buddha. I'm not being reincarnated. 
All of these things that the world is throwing at us, right? It's only through a relationship with Jesus Christ. There's only one way. And people struggle with that. In our today's world, that's not inclusive. That's not inclusive. How do you know it's only one way? Well, us Christians can respond is because you know, right? The Spirit testifies in you. You know if you're saved or not. You know if God has delivered you. And that is your testimony. You might have to agree to disagree with them. And that's okay. Even if somebody shuts you off and says, well, I, I just, we can't be friends no more. Oh, nah, we, nah, you. I got all these friends. I know what that gospel message is all about. It's too, it's too narrow, and the world is different. We've, you know, we, we got this going. We got this going. You, it's not inclusive enough. You're leaving these people out. You're leaving those people out. Now, nah, I know what that Jesus guy is about. He's, like, too narrow. And if they say that, that's okay. You preach the gospel anyway. Because if we preach the gospel, God will deliver. He will save someone. He said, if my name is lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. We have to trust that God's word has the power to save. But if we hinder the gospel because it's not, quote, unquote, inclusive, who will get saved? If we hinder the teachings of the word of God that leads to once you have the gospel of Jesus Christ and he saves you and Next step is once he saves you is sanctification to live like him through his spirit. If we block his word, sanctification can't happen. It is a big enemy against God's word for us not to teach the entirety of God's word. We have to. We have to know it for ourselves. Hmm? See, those Jews in here, I'm not sure if they know the word of God very well or not, but they sure enough was just, you know, following Peter and Barnabas. How come? Why were they? I don't know the contents. I don't know them personally, but why were they shrinking too? See, we have to stand on the word and know God for yourself. You have to know the gospel for yourself so nobody can convince you that it ain't about Jesus Christ. But you got to know your word. You got to have that personal experience with him. You have to have a conversion. Huh? See, it is God is reaching out to us through his word. And as the body believers are here at Radius Church, I know we're here because we want God to use us. Hmm? So people can come to know who he is, our family members, our friends, loved ones. But here's the thing. God wants to use you in your uniqueness, just like he used Paul's boldness. The apostles even prayed for boldness to be able to preach the mysteries of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we don't have to do it eloquently. We don't have to be this, this big-time person that knows all the right words. All you need is God's word and how he gifted you to speak and preach the gospel. It is God's work to do the changing of the heart, to change the heart. I can't change anybody's heart. I never have, never will. That's the difference between man and God. 
See, God can change a man's heart. He changed mine. He changed some of yours. Now that's power. It's powerful. Your testimony, your testimony is the number one tool along with scripture for God to work. See, God wants you to work. You, you, all of us. He wants all of us to preach the gospel. Not just the preacher. Just not for those who have the gift to gab. Right? We see all that is going on in the world. All the different movements that come against what Jesus' teaching is. Or what the word is teaching. Are we ready to be bold? Are we? If we're not ready to be bold, we got to get on our knees and pray a little more. We need more power. You have to ask yourself, do you have the power? See, God is a powerful God. He's given us everything we need to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We can be like Paul. We can be like Paul. Verse 14, but when I saw that their conduct was not in step with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas before them all, if you, though a Jew, live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you force the Gentiles to live like Jews? Hypocrisy. It's interesting that they were getting these Jews to go back to the law. Huh? To follow the customs of the law. No one can live out the law perfectly. God demands perfection. That's why he sent his son to die on the cross for our sin. He sent his son to be the truth of the gospel. Any gospel that is not based on Jesus crucified died on the cross for your sins, rose in three, dead, three days, and is at the right hand of the Father interceding for us, is not a true gospel. It is the false gospel. They are a false teacher. And we, as God's people, cannot let any wolves come into the church and tear up his house. See, there's a lot of masks on in, in God's churches. And God wants to expose those masks. See, when you can deal with the mask, then you get to the root cause of it. And there's a lot of things that people are doing to hinder the gospel. Whether it's their, their, their power, they want power. Fear. As Paul is shrinking, I mean, Peter is shrinking back here. And so we have to stay in focus with Christ and be bold because there are wolves out there in sheep clothing. And I don't believe it's only the preacher's job to make sure wolves don't come into church. It's, it's we're a team. It's all of us. But you got to know God's word. You got to get wisdom about it, right? See, 
when, when Paul was doing all this work, he was led by the Holy Spirit, though. He wasn't in his flesh doing it. Right? It was the power of God that was with him. So it's not something we do on our own. Say, so, well, I'm going to go do this, do this. No. God tells us where to go. He leads us as he led the apostles to build the church. Here at Radius, we really want to focus on going out. The Great Commission. Building disciples. Right? Paul is a perfect example of building disciples. Taking care of the flock. He had to go back to some churches. You read through the epistles and how he was caring for the church. Feeding God's people. So, if you get a chance, I want to encourage you, read the book of Acts and then break it down to the epistles and see how the apostles led the church. And the greatest of all is that even though Peter had some flaws, God still used him. You don't have to be perfect for God to use you. God gives us grace, right? Even though Peter messed up, that messed up that same grace that saved me, saved him and covered his sin. As I end, I'm thankful that God has given us the opportunity to be here as his people. God has saved us from our sins for those who are saved. God wants to save those who aren't saved. But we have to, be remember, we have to remember the gospel on a regular basis. The gospel should never lose its fire in our heart. Because if we're not passionate about the gospel, if we don't have the fire, we won't share it. You have to always remember where God brought you from and where he's taking you. And understand that that power still exists for those who that don't know him. Right? It's, that's important for us. Without the gospel, we dry up. Right? The gospel is working every day. When you're confessing your sins, right? You have an advocate, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Right? First John 1 John 1.9. He's advocating for us. We know we have our eternal salvation, but you have your everyday walk to be able to communicate with the master. And so the gospel never loses its power. Right? We want to be zealous like Paul. 